Welcome to Moms in the Hub, everything you need to know about living, loving, and raising little ones in the 806. So grab your wine and start folding that laundry while you listen to your hosts, Crystal and Danae, Lubbock Moms contributors, share mom fails, discuss trending mom topics, and interview experts. Don't let the Lubbock wind blow you away. Stay grounded as we navigate motherhood in the hub together. Hey there, guys, and welcome back to Moms in the Hub. I'm Crystal Granzo. And I'm Danae Hooks. And today on episode two of our new season, we have a lot of good information for you. We're going to catch up on our crazy lives with our kids, um, talk about our girls' night that we had. And it was we, not a girls' night. It was a podcast preview. Well, but it was still girls' night because our girls were there. It, it wasn't all girls' night. Yeah. Okay, I didn't understand what you were saying by that at first. And we also oh, have um, Katie Skinner, who is a mm-hmm. Love It Moms contributor here, to give great tips on homeschooling. Uh, she talks about an amazing venture that she started here in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. And she's in charge of a weekly feature on Lubbock Moms social media every Sunday. That's right. It was an excellent interview, so we're going to really enjoy that one today. Yep. So, girls' night. Okay. Let's just start. <laughs> Let's just do it. Well, I mean, I had a really okay. bad week. It was a stressful week for me. Yeah, you did me. have a bad week. Yeah. Um, Sam had surgery, and then we found out Hannah's going to have to have surgery next month, and then I had some other personal stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was telling Crystal about it over text, and she's like, hey, how about I just come over there? Because you had taught me the previous episode that that's what I'm supposed to do. And exactly. I'm trying to put it into practice. And you did. And you I did. Within 30 minutes, you're at the house and we were. I don't live far away. Gabbing <laughs> and gabbing and our daughters were playing and having a good old time. Doing and their I makeup. will tell you that watching the girls play is what it just, you know, I love you, Danae, but that filled my heart with the greatest joy because you know Madeline's the second one and all of the little friends around here are boys you know we're we just do whatever with Kyle Max people you Mm -hmm. know and all my friends have boys they no one has girls around here I mean girls are so close in age too yes and I should say no one does because now I have a friend you know who has two girls but um for the longest time it was an all-boy household cousins everything and so um Anyways, it was, it's nice to see Madeline's little attitude with Hadley's attitude. And it's also oh, nice to have a mom friend who isn't, um, how can I put this correctly? Judgmental? Politely. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. A mom friend who's not judgmental. You know, like sometimes you get around those moms and they're like, for example, when we were in South Padre or Harlingen or whatever for three months from a couple years ago or whatever, um, I was taking Kyle Mack and Madeline to the library all the time. It's like every Tuesday. And there's this little bit of mom's group out there. And they were not friendly. They never talked to me at all. It was just me and my kids. And then, you know, Kyle Mack would play at the end. We'd have the story time. And then there'd be toy- toys and they'd go play. And so Kyle Mack took a toy away from one of the kids. And she went over to my child and said, no, we do not steal. Oh, dear. That's so, an accusation. Yes. And so in my head, I'm like, well, not number one, kid would do, right. um, no, we don't steal. And it's not yours or his. It belongs to the library. Yeah. So, like, I don't need you getting my kid's face. I didn't do anything because I'm not the mom who does stuff. So I'm the type of mom that thinks that kids need to have that conflict resolution on their own. So if you're not dying, bleeding, or broken, mm-hmm. I'm basically just going to let it happen until it gets too, you know, until someone is actually physically touching one another, and then we'll break it up, right? Because yeah. you've got to learn. 
Well, and the girls, they got in their little arguments. And that's what I'm saying is that it wasn't like that kind of, it's nice having friends that aren't like that mom that I had encountered previously. You know what I mean? Like you didn't just jump on Madeline because she yelled at Hadley so hatefully, you know? And when Hadley got her little attitude, I'm not like, oh no, ma'am, we don't, you know what I mean? Like we're not getting each other's business. Like you girls figure it out. And they did. And And they did. And we did the makeup and the wigs and the Mm -hmm. different dress up outfits and they had a good time. They did. And we gabbed all night. So it was nice. All night and all morning, actually. <laughs> when you wake up and it's like, oh, Crystal, it's one thirty. Like, how did it? It's like, it's like we're in a casino. <laughs> Time stops. Yeah, it stops, and the oxygen was just pumping. Yeah. You know, and you just felt awake. I can't. I usually don't stay up past nine. Yeah, you do like to go to bed early yeah, and get up early. That's it. And uh, yeah. So I'm, and I was feeling like I went home and watched a movie. So it was like I was feeling good. Actually, I think that was two nights in a row that I had done that. The night before, I walked with my neighbor, and I was up until, like, I'm going to say 10, 30, 11. It may have been 12. I'm not really sure. But And then I went home and watched a movie after that. Like, I'm start, Y'all are, like, training me to stay up late. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I stayed up late last night as well. I had a, an, a friend, one of my oldest and dearest friends, call, and we were on the phone for almost an hour and a half mm. talking. And then, um, of course, then Sam wanted to watch wanted to watch our shows after that so we were and what like, are y'all's shows um hgtv okay <laughs> yeah we go through phases like that too story, though um so he said i don't know if it's thursday or friday we do the same things we just rotate we're either sitting on the back with porch with a cocktail or watching hgtv except for sundays we watch yellowstone that's our favorite show okay mom <laughs> my mom came over and that's all she was asking because oh, I don't best. have regular TV or I don't have like cable or anything. Yeah. She's like, where can I watch Yellowstone? I'm like, I don't know. Google really it. Good. And Kevin Costner still, still got it. But he said, what do you want to do tonight? I was thinking we could like watch a movie or something. And I was like, okay, we're going to change it up a bit. You know, we're going to not watch HGTV. And, mm-hmm. and I said, okay, what do you want to watch? He's like, what do you think about watching Island Life on HGTV? <laughs> That's exactly what we always do. And I started laughing. I was like, I thought you said we were going to change it up. He's like, I know, but we really like that show. So, See, so I like funny. watching that stuff. And Jimmy likes to watch the ones on the lake. Yeah. But I'm a doer. Like, I'm just not going to think and dream and daydream. You know, like he's yeah. a major daydreamer. I'm like, okay. So now what are the steps? What are the steps? What are the process? Are we going to sell this house? Are we going to, now we're going to buy this house on Why? the lake? <laughs> Oh, you're in trouble. I'm well, not in trouble for telling the truth. Ever since these episodes, but I don't know. We just like to we like to travel to the beach when we can. Well, I like to travel as well, but Jimmy wants to talk about moving to a lake. Well, if you want to move to the lake, then let's put some steps in actions. and let's just get this stuff going. You can't sit here and make me watch this stuff and tease me and then have <laughs> no results in the end. You know, kind of like being an author. I got tired of just talking about one day I'll write a children's book, one day I'll write a children's book. So then I had to write it and I had to publish it because you just have to get it done. Yeah. That's where I am right now with the second one. I just have to do it. Yeah, you will. So. One good thing we can talk about that is from a previous episode that kind of came to fruition this week is after months of delays because of COVID, they were finally able to do the Monument of Courage dedication. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we had Danny Koch and Benny Guerrero on here yep. um, last season, and they talked a little bit about this. And That was you know, an incredible reason. episode. It really was. Go it. back and listen to it. It's great. 
And they talked about the Monument of Courage, and it kept getting postponed because of COVID. But it's three sections, um, one for Gold Star families and one for Purple Heart recipients and the other for Medal of Honor recipients. So they were finally able this past week to do that ceremony. So that was really cool. That was season one, episode five. So go back and take a listen to that. Okay, today we are super excited because we are interviewing Katie Skinner. She's here with us today in the studio. And she is the mother of three kids. She is not only a Lubbock Moms contributor, but she's also in charge of the What's Cooking feature that's on the Lubbock Moms social media page every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And she also owns a small business called Kidpreneur Lubbock and is an expert when it comes to homeschooling. So we're really excited for you to share some helpful advice. Yeah, welcome, Katie. Hey, guys. I'm really excited to be here today. All right, so Katie, if if you don't mind, just start with telling us who you are, um, why you love Lubbock so much, and and we'll get going from there. Okay, well, um, I actually grew up in the Lubbock area and went to school here. Um, I'm a two-time Texas Tech Red Raider, so uh, Reckham Tech, and... Um, I just, Lubbock is just a fun place to be. It's small, but it's big. And, you know, people complain that there's nothing to do here, but really there is still a lot to do here. And it's a great place to um, raise kids and have a family. And And there's time to eat. Like if you want a restaurant, it's basically out here. We just keep getting them in here on rotation. Hashtag Brahms, you know. And I say like, it's like the biggest small town. Yeah, because yes. you have plenty to do. You have everything you need, but people still know each other. People are still friendly. You could go to your neighbor's house and ask for sugar, but you have, you know, you can sp- leave your doors open. Right. You have Target <laughs> down the street. So, I mean, it's just a good community. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So when you walked in today, the first thing I noticed was your amazing shirt and it says oh. raise good humans. Where did you get that super cute shirt? Um, I got it. I found it on Instagram and it's called mom culture. Oh, cool. And she's got a lot of um, great t-shirts and this is one of my favorites. Um, just, you know, raise good humans. I think that's what we're all yes, trying, trying to, to do. do every day. Amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I just thought I, I'm going to need to get that because that's just the end goal. Yeah. You know? It's just making sure that they're good human beings. Yes. Yeah. And we'll tag that in our um, show notes today so our Put listeners can get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Well, go ahead and tell us what is Kidpreneur Lubbock? Um, I can assume it's some kind of entrepreneurship for children based on the name, but I really don't know. So tell me about it. It is. Um, so we just started in January of this year. Wow. And it is a, we're providing a one day marketplace. It's sort of like a, you know, a farmer's market, craft mm-hmm. show type environment. Um, but all of the businesses are run by kids. Um, between the ages of 16 and, excuse me, 6 and 18. And they get to start their own business. We want them to do as much of it as possible. And it varies a little bit, you know, by age, what they can do. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not a overwhelming shark tank environment, Mm -hmm. but just a learn, like, what it takes to run a business from, you know, the idea to actually producing the the product or are you doing the service and then actual interaction with the customers. And with um, the coronavirus and everything, we've sort of had to put the brakes on the in-person events and trying to kind of pivot and figure out other ways that we can serve those kids. Right. So where does that start at? I mean, um, is it like a six-week program and you start from the beginning, like we're going to start brainstorming these ideas and then you cultivate it until the final product? Is it 
Is that like a project or? Well, right now we don't have like a course for the kids okay. to take and we provide some resources and some information for them, mm -hmm. but really it's um, just whatever they want to do. We're hoping that we can grow and provide some different courses mm -hmm. or workshops for the kids. Uh, right now it's just providing that one, um, one day marketplace and then some support. Okay. And so we're, I'm working on relaunching a new website this fall with some more online resources and ways that we can showcase the kids and what they're doing so that if we aren't able to have those in-person events, we can still support them right. and encourage that entrepreneurship. Through that whole winter session that we're probably going to have of COVID, right? Yes. Right. So um, like, let's say my six-year-old decides um, I want to make a bunk bed. So is that something I want to make and sell bunk beds or like... I guess my real question is like, where is the idea and the process? And then when do you come into that play at Kidpreneur Lubbock? Kind well, of like saying here like jewelry or bracelets and then yeah. this is the place that they can go and sell their product. Okay. So the kids already have to have the idea and the process and the materials. They have to have all of that set up there. So Kidpreneur Lubbock is just where you go and you experience like the final bit of your business yes self-created business and um, so we're providing a a location where the kids can set up and have that actual interaction with the customer and okay. um, because you know so a lot of times there's a school project or um, a scouting project maybe where you plan a business but the mm -hmm. kids never actually get to follow through with it okay and actually have that interaction with the customer and know what it's like to actually sell their product right. and we had kids that um, made jewelry. We had some that took photograph or took photographs and mm -hmm. sold the prints. Wow. wow. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, you know, basically whatever they want to do, but you know, if it's something that the parents are actually doing it and the kids are just standing there saying they're selling it, that's not really the heart of what we want. We want the kids to experience everything from start to finish of that process as much as possible well, and you're and giving ownership i mean yeah. really you know see it come to fruition and get that money for it, whatever it may be and you know use that and have that you know just that ownership of a business something that you created on your own a, something that maybe was a hobby or something that you like to do and you turn it into something else That's yes. what I was gonna say, like that final product and you know we were really encouraging the kids if it's you know if they want to paint pet rocks and make a little extra money to go buy that video game they've had their mm -hmm. eye on. Or if they want to create something that is a little bit longer of a project that they can save up money and maybe buy a car or, you know, put towards college. You know, we're really encouraging that wide variety of, you know, it doesn't have to be this or that. Just, you know, let the kids be creative, take ownership, run with that project and see what happens. And that's really cool because there's so many kids. I know my 11 year old is one of them who said, you know, he wants to buy video games or he wants to buy this and we're not going out buying those things for him, you know, unless it's a special occasion. No, no Christmas and good for you. Birthday. And, <laughs> you know, he's said he wants, I need to make money. I need to find some way to make money. And mm -hmm. this is a good way for them to do that and take responsibility if they are really serious about, you know, wanting to purchase their own stuff or save that they can actually have the opportunity to do this. Yeah. And have a little bit more understanding of what, what goes into that. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like, oh, I want to 
you know, make all this jewelry and sell it. Well, what do you have to do? Do you, where are your supplies? What are you going to make? How much are you going to sell it for? Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot more that goes into it that I think sometimes even adults don't realize. Yeah, no, it gets way overwhelming when someone starts doing their own little side business. Yeah. And it gives them, you know, that sense of accomplishment, a sense of pride, ownership in what they've done. And our first event, um, it was amazing and really, um, satisfying watching the kids interacting with the customers and making the sales and seeing how proud they were of themselves and what they had accomplished. All right. So tell us a little bit more about your first event. Where was that at? How many kids did you have up there? What was the end results? Um, we held it at the science spectrum. Okay. And uh, we had, it was, it was awesome. It was the perfect, the perfect setting setup. Yes. We had, um, (laughs) we had 15 kids participating and uh, we had it set up in the atrium area and we um we had a lot of customers come through we had a lot of positive feedback both from customers and the kids and their families and we're really looking forward to being able to have some more Mm in-person events um you know when we can have in-person events again (laughs) when it all opens up exactly Mm -hmm. so for people listening right now i mean because this Mm -hmm. is such a good skill for anybody to have you you can't go wrong with this learning how to you know own your own business or create a product and you just learn so much from it but the kids right now because we're in COVID and we can't have in-person events what is some stuff that they can be doing in the meantime um, until your next event excellent question and if there's something that they're already interested in like a hobby or something they've seen online um, or seen somebody else doing um, I would encourage them to learn more about it, um, whether it's photography or whatever they're interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would encourage them to learn more about that, see what they can create, and maybe practice those skills. And um, you know, you know, if they want to get involved in an online presence like um, Facebook or Instagram, they can do that. There's different ways that they can, you know, go ahead and get out there. And then, like I said, we're working on trying to find some online ways that we can help support and and share and promote these kids now. Okay, that's good. Okay, so um, for your very first event, how did you advertise? How did you, because 15 kids, that is a ton. I mean, to me, for a very first event like this, Mm -hmm. that sounds like a lot of children. So how did you get the word out and um, have that kind of success? Mostly through social media, um, Facebook and Instagram in particular. And then we did have some of the local news stations run um, some promotions beforehand. And the Science Spectrum was great to work with. They helped cross-promote nice. um, our event as well. So where can the kids find your information um, that want to participate in the next in future events and online stuff? Most of our information is posted on um, Facebook. We have a Kidpreneur Lubbock Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. And um, our website, our current website is linked on both of those. And when we launch the new website, hopefully okay. um, early fall, we'll you know, share that information on those places as well. Yes. Okay. When we can get back to normal, what does Kidpreneur Lubbock look like? on the average day is there one event a month like what is your natural normal schedule aside from a virus we or pandemic (laughs) we're looking at having um three to four in-person events per year Um, more if we can grow it okay um, i think three to four is a great starting point so Mm -hmm. that we don't overwhelm the kids gives them time because they have a lot you know going on too and then 
we would also, we want to bring in some mentors from the local business community and get connected that way, provide some additional resources for the kids in the way of workshops or courses so that they can develop those skills. And then Mm -hmm. as they get older and maybe talk about some like what to do with their money once they make it. Ooh, How can they? I like that. Yeah. We'll have a conversation later. Because yeah, it's great that they've made all this money, mm-hmm. but what do they do with it once, right. once they make it? Do they just go you eat it all. to the store and spend it? You didn't it? know do that? They yeah. Take their family out to eat for supporting them? No. no. You just so feed yourself. <laughs> you just eat every single penny because you can. Who needs to give back in the world? <laughs> That's my son. I had, yeah, he wants to spend everything he makes. <laughs> yes, I have one of those as well. I know, but we're trying. We're trying to raise good humans. Yes, and train them that you give, you save, and you play. Exactly. Yeah, I, I tell them all the time. You know, one day you're gonna have a vehicle, and that vehicle is gonna re- vehicle is gonna require gas to go. You're too much of a mom. And you're gonna have. You're to already have thinking something. like a mom. You're too I much. He does, <laughs> he does not care about his future car in a decade. <laughs> there we go. So another reason that we had you on today is because uh, you are you do homeschool your children. Yes, and you've done it on, off and on. You were saying for about ten years, and I think that a lot of the moms listening right now, with school coming up, some are going to be doing virtual learning, some are going to be doing learning pods, some are choosing to take the homeschool route, and you know whether it's with a curriculum or a company, and then some are going back in person. So I think you could share a lot of insight and advice. Um, for moms with what's coming up for us this school year in regards to homeschooling yes. so how long have you been homeschooling and tell us about how that got started my first experience with homeschooling was about 10 years ago um, my oldest child is currently 18 he's actually starting college this fall congratulations wow. thank you kind of have a hard time <laughs> to wrapping you. my brain around that one yeah. to you mom you did it <laughs> you won you're the winner <laughs> um, but he is he is on the spectrum and when he was in third grade he was just so he is on the spectrum and when he was in third grade things just weren't working he was the square peg in the round hole and we decided about halfway through the year to pull him out and homeschool the rest of the year and then see what happened after that Mm -hmm. and he loved it we could go at our own pace he could deep dive into the things that he was interested in Mm -hmm. we could find different resources for him and so we continued that for about two and a half years then he chose to go back to school when he was in junior high and um, his two younger brothers started school at the same time kindergarten and preschool it was great. They were all at the same place. Yeah. And then a few years later, he actually asked if he could homeschool again. He just really liked that path. Right. He did, you know, move at his own pace, not have to worry about anyone else except himself. And then this past fall, um, pre-pandemic, we decided to homeschool um, the other two. They were in fourth and sixth grade at the time. And we have all just loved it. And so, you know, for the past 10 years, we've homeschooled off and on. And I, I personally enjoy it. I think it's you know been really good for our family. Mm-hmm. Well, there goes my questions then, because my questions were really for you <laughs> and homeschooling. Like, you know, most people want their kids to go to school because it's basically a break, right? Like, I mean, maybe that's too cold to say. No, like a break in the day. I see what you're saying. You know, yeah, like you, you can't your... be with your kids 24-7. You can, and perfect mothers are. But... Some people like that little break, you know what I mean? And so you brought not only one, but all three of your kids home. And so that's three different levels of curriculum, right, that you're teaching throughout the day. Right. And you enjoy all of that? I 
do. Good. I mean, I'm <laughs> glad because, you know, maybe there's hope that yes. it can be done yes. for some moms out there who are going to, you know, you're starting homeschooling this year and it may seem a little overwhelming, but you may just really enjoy it if you take well, the leap and try. Right. And with the old, older children, I'm sure that they do a lot on their own. Yes. And okay. Yeah. So my oldest is very independent. You mm-hmm. know, I just pretty much provide the resources and I'm there if he needs me, if he has some questions, I can help him find the answers, but he does most of it on his own. And um, the other two are somewhat independent, depending on what subject we're talking about, but I'm a lot more involved and, um, but it's just, it's fun. Is it perfect? No. <laughs> Is it perfect every single day? Absolutely not. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but it, for us, it's just, it's really been great. We enjoy the time together. We still do our own things and have some time apart. And it, it works. It, it works it for works. us. Yeah. Good. Okay, so what does the average homeschool day look like? Because in my head, um, as a previous educator, you know, like the kids sitting at the table in the kitchen for eight hours on whatever virtual lesson or bookwork worksheets that they're supposed to be doing. So what does homeschool look like? I can tell you what our average homeschool day looks like. Everybody's homeschool is going to look different. And that's one of the the benefits Mm -hmm. and the beauties of homeschooling is that you really can tailor it to your family and your lifestyle. If you've got, you know, a house full of early risers, fabulous. If nobody rolls out of bed until nine o'clock in the morning, guess what? that works too. Mm-hmm. And you that you can really tailor it to what works the best for your family. So for us, we do not roll out of bed at 6:30 in the morning. Oh, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I do. So, um my oldest did most of his um schooling in his room and his computer um away from the chaos of the other two. Right. Um but for the rest of us, you know, our kitchen is kind of our homeschool room and we it does double duty and I'll get one started on a lesson on the computer and then I'll go read with another one sometimes we might all watch documentary together we're very relaxed you know we don't do you know 8 to eight thirty is reading and mm-hmm. at nine o'clock we're going to do our math lesson it just for us it just kind of flows like when it happens I have a general schedule and a plan but for us, trying to schedule specific times for specific things just doesn't work. I know for some people, that's what they absolutely right. need. Mm-hmm. So for us, just that little, a little bit more relaxed. But we do have a schedule. I do plan out, I plan out our year and then I break it down into... Um, what? You start with a year first? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of plan out our goals for the year. And then I kind of backtrack of how how many math lessons we need to do every week and what science we're going to study each month. And then I'll go into detail about like, I plan the details like two to three weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And this way, if, you know, if we find a science topic that they just love and we spend extra time on that works, you know, or if they fly through something much faster than I thought they would, then I can kind of reevaluate as we go along. And that's good to know because I think a lot of people are intimidated by homeschooling because you do think you have to stick to a schedule yeah. because you're thinking of traditional that's schooling. Me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why I'm scared. You do have to do what works for your family and your children. And flexibility and how they is okay. Learn. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think one of my biggest pieces of advice is unless this is the vision that you have for your homeschool, you don't have to recreate school at home. You mm -hmm. don't have to have, you know, a bell and you don't have to sit at your desk at attention, you know, all morning long and raise your hand to go to the bathroom unless that is what works for your family. Um, another thing that I think is very important when you're starting is to really learn about your kids. Like, how do they mm -hmm. learn the best? Are they hands-on? Mm -hmm. Do they learn the best by reading? Do you, are they more of an auditory learner? And then because you do have that flexibility to kind of plan your lessons and your curriculum and your activities around how they learn. Mm -hmm. um, and I think since y'all have school experience you kind of know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah absolutely when you, Which have, teachers no, when you have 20 kids in your class you can't really you know no you um, can't cater. I mean you yeah. can cater yes but I'm saying like with with your child at home you can really figure out yes how they will excel at something All the maybe they things. like science better maybe they excel at math better and you can really tailor it to that and that's the flexibility that comes with stay with doing it at home right and I have like utmost respect for school teachers I have some amazing friends that are amazing teachers and, you know, I think they do an amazing job with the constraints that they have. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, you have 20 kids. They may have 20 different learning, know, learning styles, styles yes. and mm -hmm. you can't cater to them. But at home with my three kids, I have a lot more flexibility to be able to find resources that, you know, enable them to be successful. And that's one of the things that I do enjoy about it. And I've learned a lot about my own kids since we started homeschooling. Mm -hmm. I mean... Everybody is an expert in their kids, but before we homeschooled, I never really thought about how they learn, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm, so that's, it's been fun too. And you've probably learned a lot about yourself as well. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back home. Exactly. Well, as, um, you know, as an educator, I feel like my, another fear of mine with, um, with homeschooling would be, am I going to do an adequate job? when there are professionals who have their certifications in the classroom, you know what I mean? Like, um, everyone, I think maybe it's a misconception, hopefully that everyone thinks, well, I can get through elementary and then you get to high school level courses. It's like, can you do trigonometry? Um, can you explain all of the, you know, listen, I'm, I was only a high school English teacher. So really that's my only Avenue that I feel like I have any, you know, expertise at exactly. And yeah, absolutely. But, do you ever wonder, like, am I doing as good of a job as those in the actual school system? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I second guess myself all the time, even still. I'm like, am I doing, mm -hmm. is this the best? Right. Am, am I doing a good job for my kids? And I think one of the biggest things is to have faith in yourself and mm -hmm. have faith in your decision. And also to realize that you may be homeschooling your kids, but you're not alone. There are support groups out there. There's local homeschooling groups. There are all these different online support groups. Almost every curriculum that you can find, you can also find a user group to go with it. A lot of them are on Facebook or other platforms. Um, but, you know, Curriculum XYZ probably has a, you know, high school support group where you can exchange ideas or ask questions. Okay. And there are a lot of, you know, there's a lot of resources out there to help supplement that. Right. 
See, I feel like homeschool is you alone. Homeschool is, um, hold on, I have a really good word. I just have to think of it and then it's going to come in. So give me a minute. Isolated? Yes, that's it. But what did we do with the pandemic? Quarantine? Homeschool is quarantine. That's how I imagine it is like you are, and these are very negative words. So um, just get prepared. You are stuck in your house with your children all day long by yourselves. You don't get to talk to anyone. You don't have resources. You have to figure it out all on your own. Like that is my misconception about homeschool. I don't know why. That's just what's there because I haven't had these great conversations with Katie, you know, (laughs) but that's not what it is. You don't have to be stuck at the table all day long, rigid, you know, just doing book work. Well, and there's co-ops that you, that are probably within the Lubbock community. I know I had a friend that um, homeschooled and they had co-ops and they would once a week meet up and their kids, they would do something together. And I'm sure you could take a lot of cool well, field trips and stuff around your community. And they get social. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, cause I'm also thinking, what about that part of homeschooling? They miss, you know, we're learning, our kids learn something every single day about, you know, social and emotional skills inside of, of the regular school system, you know, like how to handle conflict and resolution and things like that. And so homeschool is not lacking in those areas, no, right? Absolutely. And I think that a lot of people do think that, that you are very isolated, you're on your own mm-hmm. and you're kind of left to your own devices to figure everything out. And it, it's really almost the opposite. Um, there are a lot of their co-ops. There are a lot of people in the homeschool community that offer um, classes like art classes or, you know, hey, in my former life, I was a high school math teacher. Um, would anybody like to learn about trigonometry, like you said? Mm-hmm. And so there are, you can, quote, outsource some of that. Mm-hmm. There are also um, sports groups. Um, sports groups, like in mm-hmm. Big Bang Theory when he says, go sports. <laughs> <laughs> and like all of them, let's put them all. I said that, I was like, sports. sports. <laughs> I was like, go sports. I thought, oh yeah, I like this girl. <laughs> there are there are homeschool sports teams. There are a lot of opportunities, um, you know, for parents to meet up, for the kids to meet up. And it's, it's not as isolating as really do think it's sort of like, you know, little house on the prairie, like yes. you're, you're home, you're, it's just you and your kids all day, every day, you're on your own completely and your kids are never going to see other people and you're never going to have a conversation with another adult in your life. Right. And it might occasionally feel like that. <laughs> I mean, especially like right now with right. yeah. the coronavirus this, yeah. stuff. But it's far from it. And you can, we're not super involved with a lot of the co-ops and stuff, but like, we are involved and we do go th- do things. And, and there's a lot there's, of freedom to it about just being able to have your own schedule. Um, you know, when we lived in Cincinnati briefly. I homeschooled Hudson because I knew we'd be moving again and I didn't want to put him in a school just to take him right back out. Yeah. And we went on these really cool, we got to know the city of Cincinnati. You know, every Wednesday we knew we were going to go to a certain park and read or whatever. And um, I loved it. I, I, um, it was only for eight weeks, but we had some great memories. We got to learn a lot, do a lot that he would have never done otherwise if he'd been in the school all day long. We wouldn't have been able to experience part of the city. So there is freedom to being able to do that. Yeah. And I mean, it's a little different right now because things are closed or you know, social distancing rules or being cautious and things like that. But 
you know, we can just, you know, pick up our books and take a day trip and go for a hike. The kids can still do their reading in school in the car. You can do it on, yeah. you know, yeah. in the hotel room on a vacation. There's a lot of that flexibility and it really is, it's a big pull. Mm-hmm. You know? I just really feel like um, moms need to have the confidence. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we could all do this. We could all homeschool. You just need to... Like, I just don't have the confidence in myself to do it myself right now, but I could. Well, even... Hudson would never get past, like, third grade math if I was <laughs> teaching his math, because I'm terrible. That's my But husband. with all, everything we're just talking mm-hmm. about, like, you can, it's basically a master class. Right. You know, yeah. or YouTube. We learn everything from YouTube. Who's to say there's not something on there to help oh, with that one problem with trigonometry? There is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there really is. And, like, you know, my math, I love math. I'm that, I I'm a math nerd. We'll yeah. call you. My husband too. Yeah. But teaching is different. <laughs> yeah. And we, like, we're using a math program that's all online, and I actually have to do very little to teach the kids math. Yeah. I'm more active in history and science and English. They just kind of do their math on their own, and I'm there to help if they have problems. Or, but this or program's not, good for them. Yeah, but that program, this particular program is really good for them. Yeah. And so it's things like that, you know, if you're, you know, if you're great at science or you love history or you're an English major, you know, focus on that and then, you know, call in backup for the other stuff. And I kind of feel like there's like the core, like probably like core 10 values or something, you know, like in the end, when I ask the question about success, I'm thinking, okay, from an educational realm, like what is our success? What, how would I be a successful homeschooling mother slash teacher? Well, can my kids read? I mean, they've got to be able to read. They've got to be able to write. That's a basic, right? Right. And then they need the critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. Can they ask questions can they discover how to get the answer? And that's basically all we need in life, you know? Like, if you say, how does that work? Do you have the skills to figure mm-hmm. out how it works? Then put it into play and, you know, like, con- continue the circle and the cycle. And so that's third grade, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. if you can yeah. do all those things successfully down there, you can um, transfer all that over to any kind of secondary curriculum. And then your life skills. When you go out, do I need geometry? Yes, you do in some areas of your life, especially in some, like, more than others. Right. But can you count? Can you... Can you be a good human? (laughs) Can you be a human? Can you, you know, like, can you make sure that you're not taking advantage of financially? You know what I mean? Like... Those those critical thinking skills, that is huge. mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. And we miss I mean, them in many, in private and public and, you know, well, in life. Think, and you also think about the kids who, who discover their passion at an early age and want to pursue it earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, they can finish up high school earlier and they can go on to that. And then they get into the workforce if that's what the, they want to do. Yes. Then just like, oh, you have to graduate May so-and-so and you have to do this and take the, take the start test or whatever test, yeah. you know, you have that opportunity as yeah. well. There are a lot of different paths to get from point A to point B. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We yeah. have to. Learn that. And we have to be open to that. That's what we need to do. And I'm not really an open-minded person. (laughs) I'm kind of a control freak, if you didn't know. And I feel like this is what we're doing. Like, you know, I have a lot of stress on myself that we're starting my children at the same school that they're going to end at. And a little piece of me wants to do that because I'm jealous that I didn't do that. Yeah. I didn't start pre-K or kindergarten where I graduated from. I feel like that was a rite of passage that I missed. Not on my parents. Not, you know, it was basically my fault, let's be honest here. But, um... 
you know, I feel like that's something I want to give them because that's what I wanted. But that doesn't mean that's what my kids want or need well, in that moment in that time. I started kindergarten with the same group I graduated high school with. Yeah, and I'm I, jealous my, of you for that. No, but I'm saying it wasn't all, I could not wait to get out of there sometimes, you know. And But you want to go in, back home, don't you? No. No. <laughs> I, I was first grade. No, I love grade. my home. I mean, I, I mean, Hudson, so he has been in five different schools now or four different, no, so we've lived in Louisiana, and then we lived. He did homeschool in Cincinnati, and then we lived in Kentucky, and then we moved here. So he's been in a lot of different schools. And at first, I worried about that, but he is a lot more well-rounded person for having to adjust. That's what my mother-in-law said too. Yeah, she said that kids who change schools are better at adapting to change. He's met a lot of friends. He's based on my up, husband. We still that. keep up with those Louisiana <laughs> friends, those Kentucky friends. And I know one day he's when he's on social media one day or whatever he's gonna you know, yeah. get in contact with them again. He's going to have all these different friends in different places. And he goes into an environment and can make friends mm-hmm. and has confidence. And, you know, so I think there's good about all of that. There's, you know, positives and negatives to everything. Yeah. So. I like a black and white world <laughs> where there's a right and wrong answer. There's a good and a bad. Like, the, I'm struggling in the gray. And our entire world is gray. So what am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. But you learn. You Just living my best life. <laughs> You might think it is. It kind of sounds just more intriguing. Yeah. You know, like I never, I've never thought about it that way. So. Well, and the parent listening to this, whose child maybe is struggling in a school setting, Mm -hmm. who is just, you know, banging their head against the wall, just don't know how we're going to do this. Maybe that's an option for them. And they just need to know all of the different choices that they have and support groups that they have to make that work for them that even though you're homeschooling you're not alone yeah but, yeah and like i said there are local groups or you know just reach out to another homeschool mom that you know and say hey i have questions or you know find an online support group there are a lot of different resources out there and also it doesn't have to be a lifetime decision mm-hmm. you know oh, we've, that's true we've i'm not stuck in, with it we've done public school, homeschool, private school. We've kind of done it all. And we always look at it as we're going to figure it out on a year by year basis. What's best for our kids. You know, you're the second person to tell me that the first person said, we're going to reevaluate our child's. We're going to do what's best for our son at that moment in his life at that time. And that also maybe it's just my you know, like growing up in Mason, Texas or whatever, mm-hmm. small town, like everyone grows up, you're there K through 12, your mom's teacher is your teacher. Mm-hmm. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Like these yeah. people know you because of that community. It's kind of hard to get out of that mindset that that is what is supposed to be. Yeah. When we have a lot of different options now to meet many different needs, depending on the need of your kid. I love that. I'm going to evaluate and do what's best for my kid at that moment in time. Does that sound right? Yeah, and if so, yeah, def, yeah, and if pandemic has taught us anything, it's to be flexible. Amen. So I definitely. mean, that definitely allows for it as well. Okay, quick question. Um, so how in the in your homeschool world, and I know everything's different for everyone, like you just said, but how do you assess success? Am I raising a good human? Okay, yep. That's about. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, you know, are my kids happy? Are are they good people? Are they are they learning? You know, maybe mm-hmm. they won't learn every single thing in their science curriculum curriculum this year, but are they learning? Are they excited about learning new things, whatever that is? Mm-hmm. Are they engaged in the world around them? Mm-hmm. To me, that that is success. 
Like if they can pass this test, fantastic. But there's more to life than just that. Absolutely. So I, that's me. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I think that's the greatest outlook. That is amazing. It really so. is a great answer. Yes. And you just didn't even have to pause. We didn't have to edit that into the podcast. <laughs> you just knew. It just like flew from you. Yeah. Am I raising a good human? And that should be all of our questions every day. So. All right. So <laughs> one last thing we have to ask you about. You are in charge of this really cool weekly feature for Lubbock Moms. I love that you say really cool. <laughs> I hey, it wasn't you okay. Know, yeah, or I right. know. So based on last week, <laughs> we have changed those three words to, to cool. really cool. <laughs> Hadley, that's her buzzword for the moment. Everything's really, really cool. Really cool. So that's why it's in your brain. That's the mom part of yeah. you. Okay. So, so this really cool. Another something we wanted to discuss with you was this feature an amazing feature that's weekly for Lubbock moms on their social media it's called what's cooking Lubbock and you were in charge of that so tell us a little bit about that and how that came about and what's the purpose well we launched in well we started back in April and it really just came about you know in March we had the stay-at-home order and everybody was cooking more and we thought it would be a great idea to give people a space where they can share ideas or ask questions. You know, maybe they've never cooked a whole chicken before and they want recipes or yeah. um, just, you know, get some new ideas. I love to cook and even I get stumped when I stare at my list and like, what the heck am I going to make this week? Right. Mm -hmm. So that we just started as that and we've kind of evolved a little bit. We have a, a topic of the week or a question of the week. Um, like we might ask, what are your favorite recipes to use with peaches or what's your favorite breakfast dish to make and so we just wanted to give people a space to like I said share ideas and get new ideas and ask questions and just another way to help kind of build community during this time and it's evolved and it's it's, it's a lot of fun I mean it, it really is, is. Yeah. So. and it's on and we can always go back what I love most about it is that you can go reference it so let's say I'm not really the best participant in this um, online presence that you've created, which is incredible. You know, I'm not always there, but I always see what's being posted. And then when I'm ready for it, I can go back to those What's Cooking Lubbock on Sundays. I know it's on Sunday, right? Right, yeah, every Sunday. Every Sunday. And then it's just like, y'all just decide my my weekly <laughs> menu for yeah. me. And I don't have to do any. I'm really just taking and not giving. That's probably not <laughs> the best part of this. But but I think that's kind of the point of it, too, especially for people who don't know what to cook. It's a yeah. good resource. And, and it is. And everybody knows we're all cooking a lot more now these days especially since we're sure. all scared that you know the chicken if you didn't know it's about to, there's a chicken shortage oh really no there's not i just made it up <laughs> but i feel like Training that's how they get going on. yeah it's like someone just randomly said there's no toilet paper and then all of a sudden we don't have toilet paper <laughs> yeah. you know so now i want everyone to go out right, Crystal, go buy all your chicken chicken and love it go buy all the chicken and then go check out the What's Cooking Lubbock post. And I bet there's multiple ways on there about how you can cook all your chicken. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm sure there are. And you made a good point. Like You can't always go back and look at previous weeks to say, hmm, I need some new ideas this week. Let me go back and look. And most of the conversation happens on um, our Facebook page. But we do share a lot of other content on the Instagram page as well. Yeah, I love Instagram. So. Yes. Yeah. And we'll um, tag all the information so people can find it easily. One piece of advice from your mother that you will always remember. My mom had the saying that I can remember from the time I was little and she still tells it to me. And I've kept, I've caught myself telling my kids and other people the same thing. 
And she would always say, I have great faith in your ability to handle the situation. Mm. And it's simple, but it just always stuck with me because I knew that she believed in me and she had my back and that I needed to believe in myself. Mm -hmm. And like, like I said, she still tells that to me to this day when I struggle with something. And, um, it just, it meant a lot. It yeah. means a lot. That's a really good piece of advice. Man, I love it. That's incredible. Yeah. I don't know when I'm ever going to have that much faith in my children. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure I get to that point where I do have faith in their decisions because at this point in time, I feel like I need to make all of the decisions. Well, it gives you accountability, but it gives you confidence yeah. in your decision. Yeah. And so that's, that's really good. What a wise mom. Yes. I love her. Good. She's pretty special. Yeah. She sounds thank like you for that. She's that teaching was, that's us. That's good yeah. advice for all of us. So thank We'd you, love, Katie's That's mother. really my favorite part of any interview is getting all the motherly wisdom. Yes. We, we all need it. Well, thank you so much for being here today. We really yeah. It was good information. Hashtag help a mother out. Today on Help a Mother Out, we're helping the Texas Tech Research Lab out. So do you have a child who is three and a half to seven years old? I do. Okay. Well, then the Child Development and Relationships Laboratory at Texas Tech University is recruiting families for the parenting and emotion study during COVID-19. We're hoping to understand how the ongoing coronavirus slash COVID-19 pandemic is affecting young children and their parents. Each family can receive up to $24 for completing online surveys. So those study activities include completing about 30 minutes of online surveys each month for the next six months. Families must meet eligibility criteria to participate. So if you have any questions about that, like I'm sure that you do, you need to email them at ttucdrlab at gmail.com. And of course, that will be posted at the bottom of our notes today. So you can easily just click on that email and go. So, so what do you think about Katie? Oh, I thought it was great. Lots of good information. And I feel like it gave us a different perspective mm-hmm. on homeschooling and, you know, the different options that you have and the flexibility and freedom. And so mm-hmm. I think she gave a lot of good information and I loved hearing about her kidpreneur of Lubbock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really excited to see the future of that after you Me know, too. this all passes. And I'm interested to see, um, my brain with that starts thinking about the very beginning you know, like a type A personality is like step one brainstorm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see it grow to the point where she can start or it can start. I don't know what I would use there, but um, that it is molding children from mm-hmm. kind of beginning to end, not just the opportunity. It's incredible that kids have that opportunity to sell their products or their service. Um, but I'm really inter- interested to see when you're able, when she's able to cultivate um, the entire process of a business from beginning to end within the children. And they have that extra educational process available. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's such good qualities to have. I wish there was someone That's like that when saying. I was a kid. Yeah. Like I would it's love amazing. to just send the kids and, and it's stuff that you're going to use. It's mm-hmm. needed, needed skills that you will use in the future. When she's talking about the, um, you know, just the day and the opportunity that they started in January, I thought, you know, if this would have been at the time of my husband, you know, he was a child who was built for Kidpreneur Lubbock. Yeah. Because he just up and decided he was going to, um, like he had a design for a bed. He wanted a certain bed. How old were you when you did that bed? I was 11. 
11 year old decides i just am going to sit down and draw out this bed and he takes it to his dad and they build the bed Mm -hmm. did you build the bed together or was it just you i mean he was around (laughs) (laughs) he gave me moral support okay i mean he was at the shop made sure i didn't cut my hand off or anything but but you did everything yeah i made it all i welded it all up we built it to my measurements and uh, my first measurements weren't the correct measurements. Hey, so measure then twice, I, cut once. Yeah, well, dyslexic <laughs> Jimmy uh, made it 45 instead of 54. But <laughs> Yeah. And just think about the kids, like, or think about adults who start businesses and it doesn't pan out because mm-hmm. they didn't know what, what was required to put into mm-hmm. it. So think about kids that try and fail, try and fail, and figure it all out, and then you become an adult, and it's amazing. Yeah. So... I mean, I just think like I wish I didn't even have the brain power that Jimmy did yeah. as an 11 year old to have an idea and then already think of the steps and know the steps and put it into action. Um, I would never have sat down and like drawn out my measurements because I wanted a bed that had fit me. I would just look at Pottery Barn. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like I would yeah, just start. It was Bombay at that done. time. Bombay. I'm, I'm fully aware you look at Pottery Barn. Okay. <laughs> well, that's not the point I'm trying to make here. The point I'm trying to make is like I could, like I am the type of person who may, or a child who wanted to do something really cool like that, but never had the idea or the the experience. Right. And you didn't to have push it someone out. with the information to share mm-hmm. with you to help that's you. That's right. Whereas Where would you was, start? And the mm-hmm. kidpreneur is a place you can do that that's what i'm saying like that was cultivated in jimmy and entrepreneurship is ingrained in you Thank and you. that's something that you just automatically are drawn to as a kid you were exposed to it as well yeah, you were looking for a solution to a problem and you fixed it yourself and i think a lot of kids need that opportunity yeah and if desire i desire that so just having to depend on a parent or depend on something else yeah hey let's figure it out and do it and what other things did you build didn't you build a bike or something yeah i built a chopper because that was when motorcycle choppers were super cool so i made a bicycle powered one and then i made a motorcycle one and i made this is like a all before trebuchet 15. Yeah. you know what i mean like this is this not would have been the perfect thing for you it would have been except for you may not be selling those things and yet you could have because then when we first moved out here to lubbock you made that pig thing remember the, the pig scale Oh, yeah, I did make a pig scale for the FFA in Plainview. Yeah, and so, and she was like, if you made a whole bunch of these, you could, you know, we've got a good, like, opportunity for that. So, like, if kids knew that there were, I don't know. There's a place to go and create. Yeah, it was a really great, um, I think she did a great job with that, and it's going to get even better just, you know, once it's able to get up and going and grow. This is Lubbock Dads on the Ground. So, I work on a sprint car some days, and some days I get to take the kids with me, which is... uh, he says that like get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah get to. It's a privilege. <laughs> because uh, the the driver of the sprint car owns a trucking company. And so there's all kinds of big trucks and semi-trailers and big truck tires all around. And my son turned it into a um, ninja warrior Ooh. kind of uh, obstacle course. Yeah. Into where he he stacked three truck tires on top of each other, and they weren't small. I saw a picture. No, no, they're 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 the real size ones, and <laughs> oh so gosh. he got them all stacked up, and then he jumps inside, and disappears, and then we have to figure out where Cal Mac went because then that's a cool <laughs> hiding seat game, and then, <laughs> that he doesn't let anyone know we're playing. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know we were playing this game, so I look up, <laughs> I don't see my son. <laughs> oh no! Not a good time. Oh, we're breaking out. And so he's in the truck tires. Okay. So then there's some tires leaning against the side of the shop. 
and he's like climbing over them and surfing them and he just had way too much fun being a 100% boy. Thank you for listening to Moms in the Hub. We have a great guest coming next week. Abby Dye, the assistant to the regional manager, Mayor Pope. Just kidding. <laughs> the assistant to the Mayor Pope uh, will be here to tell us about her job and give us some insights into our community. And let me tell you right now, it's an excellent episode, so you better just be... Uh, sitting on pins and needles ready to listen to it so make sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode and follow all of our social media accounts for show information and updates and as always as robert browning says motherhood all love begins and ends there today's podcast is brought to you by lubbock moms lubbock's premier parenting resource for the south plains have an idea or want to hear about something specific Comment below or email us at info at Lubbock or info at lbkmoms.com and we'll work it in.